Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. I'm really super excited about this episode today. Uh, first, we open some Yeti mail because, hey, everyone loves getting Yeti mail. Bud has uh, purchased some goods online and is going to reveal them with all of us. We're also going to talk about adventure running, uh, how to plan an adventure run, some tips and tricks to get ready for running in the backcountry and wilderness areas. We're also going to talk about uh, women in the backcountry and really anyone in general and how to get started. Uh, So I think you will find this podcast informative today. Listen, it's been a heavy week all around, a lot of tough stuff going on in the running world, and so uh, we hope that you find the time to sit back, relax, uh, and enjoy our conversation and find something useful out of it, okay? So here we go. Hey, bud. Hi, Lauren. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. All right. Sunshine and... Uh, we're both in our cars here, but separate <laughs> in two different yeah. cities podcasting. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been a crazy day for me, but it's been a good one. How about you, bud? Yeah. It's been excellent. So, yeah, I see <laughs> <beverages>. <laughs> yeah I'm going to let you pick. So, um, okay. this is local Hutton and Smith, uh, Igneous or okay. Hutton and Smith, uh, base camp blonde. So Ooh. we I'm going to, I'm going to drink them both, but which one's okay. first? Okay. Which one's first? I think, uh, Hey, I'm a blonde. So let's do All right, there we go. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Mm. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I don't have one with me on hand, but, uh, after this podcast, I'm heading home and I'm going to have a fire going in my backyard oh, that's and awesome. drink some beer and yeah, chill out under the full moon tonight. Full moon, bud. Full moon. So, uh, you, you know, you know what happens to me on a full moon? Uh, a werewolf, right? <laughs> <laughs> werewolf, bud. So <laughs> I've got howling. my, I've got my, uh, so I'm in my forerunner. I have my okay. hand gel and my, uh, mask. Oh, that's a very I, manly looking mask. You know, it's, say. thank you. It's made out of one of my old flannel shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lumberjack mask Bud's got here. <laughs> Gonna go cut down some trees. Right. So when on my werewolf outings tonight, I'll, <laughs> when he's werewolfing I'll pra- it up, he'll put his manly mask on. Yeah, I will stay safe. I will practice social distancing. Yeah. And uh, you know, it just happens that my uh, little daily planner has a Yeti sticker on it. Look at that! I just that. realized that. Yeah. Nice. Has all the nonsense in there that I like to do. I was gonna say I'm impressed that you have a daily planner. You know why have one in in this month? <laughs> yeah. This month Let's that has see. lasted a year. To do <laughs> sit at home and watch well, the world go. Seriously, crazy. I've made it a point. So I have so many meetings at work, and I have so many yeah. clients, and so many visitors. I made it a point to start writing down well in advance, months in advance, who all's coming yeah. to visit on what day. And then, you know, I get in that routine finally where I'm not having to get surprised and I'm not having to get, yeah. you know, emails <laughs> and people saying, I'm coming tomorrow. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's all kaput. It's like no visitors, no nothing. But it's, <laughs> right. it's all good. It's empty. I Doodle. tried, I tried to get organized. I mean, no, I tried. No, I understand, man. I understand. 
Well, okay. So you said you have a Yeti on your little planner. Yes. Uh, so I heard that you might oh. have some Yeti surprises from the mailman to open. Yes. Okay. Oh. Let's see what see you this got. Box? Look at that box. Okay. okay so uh, maybe last time or the time before you heard me talking about uh, Jason Green, Yeti Trail Runners. You, of course, uh -huh. did the, the 24 hour race. Yeah. The virtual race. And they have a really awesome shop called Catch Summits Not Feelings. Uh huh. That's like a pun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it means something. I get it. <laughs> All right. So this is not just a surprise box. I actually oh. bought this stuff. Okay. So you picked so, out these things, but you're yeah. unveiling them to me. Yeah. I don't know what they are. I have not I'm opened excited. it. Yet. I love everything so, I buy from them. I do too. Just FYI, I love getting Yeti mail. So, bunch of t-shirts. What do we got here? Uh, what does that say? Mountains, Mountains never broke my heart. I love yeah, it. That's awesome. Yes. Mountains never yes. broke my heart. Yes. And this one, you know what? That one's my size. This one is, oh yeah, this one is my size too. Why do I have two of those? I don't know. Well, Anyhow, there we go. Bonus. There we go. Bonus. All right. Another one. Oh, yeah. I bought like $200 worth of stuff from it. That's awesome. So, yeah. Do what you can. Support people. Uh, trail running ruined my life. Oh, that's a, little, a good one. Little black sheep on there. Mm. So, yeah. You see that? Love that one. Yep. And what's next? Trail running. Yeti Trail Runners, Dirt, Vert, and Hurt with the oh, uh, Yeti. Oh, I seen that one. Yeah. I like that. Oh, let me tell you. They print these, and you can pick out whatever color you want. Uh, so, I need to go shopping. Yeah, they're like screen printing them, and you yeah. can pick like any number of like 20 different colors. Oh, nice. I yeah. need to go take a look. I hadn't shopped in a while. Oh, it's awesome. I hardcore you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> like it. Yep. That's a long sleeve tee, which I like those. Yeah. And what we got? What does that say? Never satisfied. It's a Yeti. Always, always, hungry. always hungry. Oh, hungry. Hungry. I love Rungry. it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that okay. one either. Okay. So I'll give you all a, um, I'm not really a fashionista, but I do like awesome clothes. Uh-huh. When I get two shirts of the same kind, I have one that's good and the other one I distress the shit out of it. Uh, and so you you have it like bleach holes and yeah, yeah. you know, ripped up, faded. All right. What does that say? I don't care how the trail runners do it in California. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I've not seen these. Yeah. Oh so I my think, gosh. I think he does one of these cute little back and forth with like Beast Coast versus West yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a cute little thing. I like it. So I think that's what that means. This one, what does that say? Life is a mountain, not a beach. <laughs> that's good. I, I love beaches also. I do, but yeah. And I yeah, think that's good. Though. You can you can find some places that have mountains and beaches. Have both. Yes. They have both. Yep, that's where we need to go to die. Yes. All right. Uh, Yeti Trail Cult. Oh, the classic, yes. Yep, got to have cult, one of those. It, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. <laughs> it's, it's 
It's where I go to church. That's right. <laughs> okay. What does this say? Oh, I love this one. Can you see that? Oh, I have not seen that one. I yeah, that's you too. That one's good. It's got I hardcore bag. You, yeah. It's a sweatshirt. There. Yeah, it's cute. Trees. I like it. I'm going to wear it skateboarding. <laughs> but it's going to be all decked out so, in Yeti wear. Oh, yeah, for sure. 365 days a year. Yeah, at least seven days a week. <laughs> oh, this one's got people flipping birds. Um, yeah. catch, catch some, it's yeah, not feelings. awesome. All right, I think that's all of that. And, man, I got a lot of rappers in here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so catch summitsnotfeelings.com. You can get there from the uh, Yeti Trail Runners webpage. Yeah. Yep. And awesome. I think uh, Jason made an announcement today. There was like 2,731 people had done the 24-hour challenge. Wow. And, and I think, I don't know if that's the total or the, the new people who have yeah, never yeah. run an ultra. That's um, amazing. I just scanned it, but it's a lot. Ah, so, so awesome. Yeah. Introducing yeah. a lot of people to the sport. Yes, that is so cool. I love to hear that. Mm -hmm. And awesome. since you're in my forerunner with me, yes. we can kind of look back here. Can you recognize what that is? You have a bike. Yeah, that's a BMX bike. Oh. So I, I trashed the back tire about a year ago. I got to fix it. I just got it out of storage. Oh, and I see. Yeah. It's Get a good it back one. Back up and running, huh? Yep. Nice. Hopefully not get hurt. <laughs> yeah, please don't get hurt. Yeah. I need so you, I bud. Was, I was just getting into that whenever I was doing like Iron Man stuff. And I was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to hurt myself. I do yeah. not need to do that. Yeah, I'm really yeah. good at hurting myself. So <laughs> I <know. laughs> I'll steer clear. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I never uh, fall on the trail. So never. Yeah, oh, never. <laughs> never. I think we have to talk about that tonight. <laughs> you want to start there? Oh, yeah. So this past weekend, Bud and I undertook a new adventure. We headed out to East Tennessee at the uh, Tennessee-North Carolina border. Uh, there's some open trails in the Cherokee National Forest there that straddles the state line. And um, then I personally, myself, have been camping and recreating at Teleco in that area of Cherokee Forest for years and years, half my life. And I'd never gone on this little, I say little, it's not little, this loop uh, through the Cherokee Forest there that straddles um, the border. And so it's really close to Teleco and uh, a lot of people backpack this loop. It's around 24-ish miles, give or take. Um, and it's, you know, up and down mountains mm -hmm. through the Cherokee Forest. And so pulled it up on uh, an app and looked, checked out the trails, checked out the trail reports and said, hey, bud, we're going to go run this. Yeah. <laughs> and we did. And I say run casually because... Uh, you know, there were some parts that you just really couldn't run, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but, yeah, it was great. I can't believe I've spent so much time in that forest in that particular area, and I'd never been on this uh, particular trail system. So it was it was totally a blast. Um, turned out to be a little bit harder than we had anticipated for this type of run, but it was great. So that's oh, yeah. what we spent the weekend doing. And uh, my family and I actually, we did some 
backcountry style camping along the North River of Teleco, uh, which was pretty close to this area. So that was fun. My family was there. We got to fish and play and camp and uh, have fun. Um, so, yeah, it was great. It was great. I agree. So I came up Friday and hung out with you guys. Um, yeah. We had our other friend, Jane Graver, there. And, yes. Um, she fly fished and she's as good as me. You know, uh, <laughs> she, she's been, I've been doing it for almost 30 years and she's been doing it for a couple of days and she caught as many fish as I normally catch. That's, that's <laughs> right. Which is zero, <laughs> which I have to say you're now in my league because that yep. is also what I typically catch. That's now also will... how many you catch. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So well, Jim, my husband, he's quite the fisherman and he caught so many Sunday, uh, the day after we ran that we kept four. Because my little one loves to fish and he wanted to know what trout tastes like. So we cooked those um, Friday, uh, Sunday evening. Uh, not a fan of trout. <laughs> it was, wasn't the best. Uh, but he was so excited to, to see daddy catch them and then get to cook them up. But yeah, he just, Jim is just, I don't know. It's not fair. He just always catches fish. So I just, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't even try anymore. I've oh. fished with him before. I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, I bet knows. <laughs> oh, it's awful, right? It's so demoralizing. He's like fish after fish. You're just like, huh? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, but it was such a great weekend. Yeah, we got to hang out with our friend Jen. Um, Friday night, we got to camp. Uh, it was kind of crowded, even in the backcountry. Uh, a mm -hmm. lot of people were out. Um, we had our own space, so it was fine. Uh, we got uh, started Saturday morning, and um, yeah, we were out all day. Uh, it was a very yep. long expedition, let's say. Uh, so we were out on the trail till after dark, um, but mm -hmm. but we did good. I'm proud of us. We had yeah. A great time. I measure I measure the distance in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, <laughs> and that <laughs> was a bud. that was a three peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Run. That's a good one, right? That's yeah. a good one. I only had two PB&Js, you know? Oh, well, you're more efficient uh, than I am. I don't know. I was pretty hungry by then. By the um, end, yes, I was hungry. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to be quite out that long, but luckily we had headlamps. So it was all good. Yeah. Um, we knew that was a possibility. So, so yeah, this was one of those trails that, or I shouldn't say trail. It's not one trail that we did. It was a series of little trails Right. Uh, put together that create this loop. And um, we had first come upon it. I had seen somebody run up there on some trails I'd never even mm -hmm. thought about before. And I was like, oh, that would, that would make a great place to run, link some of those trails together. And then Jim and I, when we were searching for trail running things, looking at in the Cherokee Forest, uh, we came upon, I think uh, we first mm -hmm. saw it in maybe all trails or somewhere, that loop. And I was like, yeah, we got to do it. I looked at some of the pictures from people who've hiked it and backpack it. And I was like, oh, epic, you know, mount good mountain run, waterfalls, mountains, ridgelines, creeks. Uh, it had everything. So um, and then some. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> then some. and while you say it's a loop and it was made up of a bunch of trails, there were a lot of intersections. And yeah. so some of them were not clearly marked. Some of no, them were confusing. And a lot of the trail had very little to no maintenance. So it was yes. overgrown. Some yes. places you could not see the trail. Absolutely. Any tree that had fallen in the last six months was still laying. Oh, and so yeah. 
you had to crawl over them, crawl under them, or go way around to get to get through them. Yeah, and so it's very different than running, say, at a park or, um, you know, any kind of area that has trail maintenance. These are just strictly wilderness areas uh, that were, that are, you know, just fall under the forestry service. Uh, Half of our run was in a, what was called a bear preserve uh, through the wilderness. And, but it's always basically a backcountry area. So there's people that are, you know, backpacking through there uh, and mm-hmm. there's there's backcountry sites and so we got to see that uh, we were the only ones out there running right and then like bud said it's not maintained so some of those trails where there should have been a trail it was completely overgrown like completely impassable really there's no there's no path it's overgrown with even trees and in and, and mm-hmm. the brush um so especially in that last back half oh, yeah. the last 12 miles was just total bushwhacking um for a lot and like you said hard to find the trail because there's random intersections of other trails and there's no clear markings uh you know it's it's not marked if you've ever been into a wilderness backcountry area you know it's not marked you need maps you need navigation skills right and um, there's like and, there's no blazes anywhere oh yeah no blazes and yeah yeah thorns and so covering the trail it's yeah. just it's rough my legs i know both of our legs are just torn to pieces yeah uh, but that's all right um, so yeah, it, we, we took a, a couple of wrong turns. I was the one navigating us. Uh, precisely. So precisely. we did take a couple of wrong turns, but we were able to, <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's right. He was leading guys. You hear that? I love it though. We took I, a couple... <laughs> I like it when, I like yeah. it when you're doing all the thinking and I'm just like, that's right. Out. You're just there for the great. ride, man. That's yeah. Right. And so, so there was a couple of wrong turns, but we were able to correct them pretty easily. It wasn't anything too uh, horrible. Um, so yeah, so it was a good one. It was warm that day. It got into the eighties. Yeah. It's the warmest run so far this year. We did have uh, filtration devices to filter water. There was yep. there's plenty of water, springs, uh, creeks, you know, things like that. Um, so yeah, it was just great. I love those kinds of runs where it's the backcountry. It's a wilderness area. You have, I mean, we were in a bear preserve. There was no telling what we would see. Uh, you get to filter your own water. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting enough water through the day. We had headlamps, which we needed at the end. Mm-hmm. It was so slow going for the bushwhacking and all the climbing. Um, and, of course, we're stopping to have fun along the way and, you know, enjoy the sights and all of that. Um, so, yeah, I was a kid. Those are my favorite kinds of runs. They really are. Yeah, it's Me just, too. you know, uh, you, as long as you're prepared for it, you just kind of go out with an open mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, I told Bud, you know, pack a headlamp just in case we get turned around or it takes right. longer. And it did, you know, those things happen. Um, but yeah, and I like that on a run like that, I feel like every time we do a run like that, I learned something new. Absolutely. Or I realized something that I should have done differently or that could have right. ended badly. Um, so I see them as great learning experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. What was your biggest takeaway, bud? What's like the lesson you learned from this run? So I was probably not as prepared as I should have been. Um, mm-hmm. You and I spoke about the Trail Run Project app. Um, yes. Weeks ahead of time. I had it on my old phone. I didn't have it on my new phone. Uh-huh. And. I should have downloaded that very same map that that you had, and yeah. we would we would have had redundancy. Uh, yeah. Your your phone battery died a few hours before we came out, 
and that's that was right. when, yeah that that was when we were in the most uh hairy part you know it mm-hmm. was the the place where we were getting turned around taking wrong turns and so forth yeah um the other takeaway i think if you're going to have an electronic device we need to have and, and we own these things we have extra batteries we just didn't bring them you know mine was in your car <laughs> I had my backup backup battery for my phone. And at the last minute, I was like, there's no way I'm going to need this. This is just ridiculous. I had it. I did pack it and did not put it in my hydration bag. But yeah, I I agree. But we got to the point where um, if y'all don't know about the Trail Run Project app, it's great because you can download maps to use when you are offline. Because obviously we didn't have much service where we were right. in the backcountry. Um, but ahead of time, you download the the maps for your area um, and they're on your phone and you can still navigate using mm-hmm. your phone without uh, cell service. And so it's great. Um, and so that's what we were using. We didn't need it for the first half. I was taking pictures and videos with my phone. And then when it got close to dark, I realized my phone's not going to make it. And it was happened to coincide with, like Bud said, the hairiest part of the trail where there really mm-hmm. was no trail. Um, and we were still fine. Uh, I had some, you know, the verbal directions in my head and knew what landmarks to look for, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I was kicking myself for at the last minute ditching my, you know, backup battery. And then, yeah, if you'd had it, the trail run project, like mm-hmm. you said, redundancy, just those things like being in the back country where things are not marked. Like if you get lost back where we were, you're lost. Like you're lost. Yeah. You're spending the night in the woods. This is, there's no easy way out. Right. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of territory to cover. You're so in the from that standpoint, <laughs> yeah, we were totally not you know. prepared for spending the night. There was no way. No, and we would have been fine, but we were not We would have been fine. We, we, we had, we had fire, so we could yeah. have made, a campfire and there was plenty of backcountry campsites to do that. Yeah. Luckily yeah. there were people in those sites. And so we were yeah. able to just say, Hey, which way's out? And they were like, yeah, go right, go yeah. left, go right. And then you're out. Yeah. And, and so that, that part was easy, but had we yeah. not run into other campers, um, I would have been really concerned about how we would get out. And if we had yeah. come to a, a, a campsite that had nobody in it, and it was already close to 10 p.m. I'm thinking to myself, this is where we need to build a fire. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to we're going to freeze to death somewhere. And, yeah. Yeah. And so it it would have been dumb. You know, we would have been camping one mile from the road. But you know, <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> search party comes and it's like, oh, you're just one mile from the road. Dumbasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I felt confident. I know you were feeling a little uneasy. I felt confident that we were that I knew the last three miles like mm-hmm. in my head because I had been studying the map in the in the verbal right. directions all day just in case. Um, but yeah, that just shows how easily it would have been to get turned around, especially in the dark. If you already have a trail that's hard to follow mm-hmm. in daylight, then you're done as soon as you know, if you eventually your headlamps are going to run out of batteries you know that kind of thing um so yeah so i think anybody who's doing even if you're like oh it's just a 20 mile loop you know if you're in the back country you're in wilderness unmarked trails that's a vast expanse of forest you need to right. be prepared and i think even for this trip you know uh i it kind of was a wake-up call like lauren you you got to be a little bit more prepared for the mm-hmm. worst case scenario 
even though in my mind, I'm like, we're out for this loop. There's no big deal. Things could go wrong so easily, even for people who are experienced. Right. If you go off course, you know, you could be 10 miles in the middle of a gorge and you don't know it, you know. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. And and there's hundreds of miles of trails all interconnected back there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's not like being on the AT. Like we, we compare that. I did a lot of comparing like afterwards to SCAR Mm -hmm. when we were just following the AT. Following the AT to me is like the easiest thing you can do. There's the white blaze everywhere. You just follow it. It's so well worn. There's never a time where you're like, oh, is this a trail? Um, You know, and so that that aspect of it, there's like no worry. There's like it's just like second nature. And on the AT, we had perfect, perfect paper notes. So you knew like yes, we did. two, two miles spring. in front is a spring, another is a lookout, and these are yeah. all happening perfectly. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's just so much data. The the run we did Saturday, it fulfilled something that I needed because I hadn't had an adventure in a while. It, you know, yeah. Uh this was I want to say my first big adventure in months. And yeah. it I'm not advocating doing this, but what it did for me, it was almost like a, an out of control motorcycle ride. That's what it felt yeah. like. And so it was just enough to be scary a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. It, it I, I did that. have one moment towards the end where I, I got a little anxious thinking yeah. we might be spending the night in this right. forest. Oh, I did too. I was, and that, and that was like, yeah. um, when, when you go a little bit too fast on a motorcycle, and you yeah. get that feeling. You're just like, oh, <laughs> you know, and, and so you got to back back down a little bit. Yeah. And then you're like, you're like you know, it's, it's good again. <laughs> but it was enough yeah. to give you that rush, that rush. Yeah, that you, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> um, yeah. There at the end when it, I realized it had taken us longer, you know, in my mind, I'm calculating from, you know, all these hundred miler attempts and overnight runs. I'm like thinking about. I know I generally have an idea of how long my batteries last in my headlamp, you know? Uh-huh. And so like bringing one headlamp was like a big backup. Uh, Cause I had no intention of being on the trail at dark, especially in the right. country. And so of course I didn't pack extra batteries or a backup headlamp like I would for a race perhaps. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I'm like, it's a, it's a 25 mile loop. We'll be fun. Um, but yeah, again, I'm sitting there those last few miles, like, okay, so if we are lost, how many hours of light do I have with my headlamp? Yeah. <laughs> you know, do I have any layers or clothing in my oh, hydration? We, did, we didn't have anything like that. No, because it was like no. 80 degrees. Yeah. Right. And but so I mean, at night, totally, it will, yeah. it'll be <laughs> cold, cold because you're, yeah. you're still sweaty and wet. And, but you know, yeah. with a fire, yeah. we'd have been just fine. We would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. But it is funny because I agree. There was a slight, probably about a half mile until I found the creek. We were looking for a landmark of some mm-hmm. headwaters. And I knew that if I could find that, I we were home free. And, and we did. But there was a about a mile or a half a mile of panic. I even ran right. ahead. I was like, bud, you just <laughs> hold on. I'm going to run ahead. Because <laughs> it's like I just needed to know that we oh, were yeah. on the right path. <laughs> and when we when we finally got to the creek, I had been out of water for a couple miles. I was, yes, I was so we did thirsty. run out. Yeah, so I yeah. took there was my little, quite a spance of time where we didn't have water. So yeah. There was a there was a boulder that was like slanted and it was near the water. 
and uh-huh. I lay I laid down on it and I had my little MSR pump uh-huh. and I was filtering creek water right into my mouth <laughs> and just laying there drinking until I had about half a gallon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. There was kind of a long stretch where there wasn't a good no. water source and it had gotten really hot and we had done you know, a couple of thousand feet of climbing in that little stretch. And so we were hot and consuming a lot of mm-hmm. water. Um, so, yeah, we were both empty. And so, yeah. yeah, I just had to know, like, okay, this is the creek. And so, yeah, it turned out good. There's, um, now that I know that trail system and mm-hmm. I know which parts are like, Ugh, uh, you know, I kind of know for future reference, I definitely want to get back out there. I think I'll do a different loop that's um, avoid some of the bushwhacking section that's not yeah. runnable and not marked. Um, but yeah, I mean... This run had it all. We, you know, you come upon a bald, you're running ridge lines where it's, you're literally on a, a ridge line with, you know, mountain passes on both sides and creeks. And I mean, mm-hmm. sev- lots of creek crossings, but several big swift water creek crossings, right. which were fun right. waterfalls. I mean, just fun. Um, and so, yeah, it was just all around good. Um, of course, it took us much longer we anticipated but we got a later start mm-hmm. uh than we anticipated and we had, what did we have close to seven thousand feet of gain yeah my i think my watch read close to seven thousand i was yeah. anticipating based on the data that it was just going to be around five thousand which well, i guess we, once you get you know you ran us down into the gorge and back up several times Remember? well <laughs> you know i just felt like we needed extra <laughs> elevation bud yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> there was one unfortunate wrong turn that took us down a gorge and then back up. Right. So it. if you that go off, unfortunate. <laughs> if you go off course for a mile, you're really adding two miles to the journey, right? Yeah. You gotta, you and if you're backtrack. going down a thousand feet, you have oh, to add man. up a thousand feet. I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of cursing on that one going back up. Um, I wasn't. Yeah. Mad. I wasn't mad at all. My quads are mad, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My quads have been angry this week. I have run a few short runs since we've been home, but my quads were angry. I haven't run mountains in forever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So max elevation, what did we hit? About 4,000 feet? No, but do you know, and I don't, I have to double check this, but my max elevation is reading like 5,000 something. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I could, that's what my GPS says. I was feeling altitude. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been at much higher elevation, but I was feeling the altitude. Yeah. In my mind, I was thinking we were maxing out around 4,500, maybe like 4,000. But according to my GPS, we were, we had some really high, uh, one of the mountain passes was pretty high. Um, so yeah, it's legit. And, uh, yeah, man, God makes me wish I was there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I need to go back and look at that data. Um, but yeah, it was such a great learning experience. Cause like Mm -hmm. you said, it was a great adventure, a great day out in the woods and the mountains, uh, a little bit of of adrenaline rush (laughs) at moments. Um, but also just learning lessons and having fun. So, and it was, it was super fun. And the best part, like I came, we came back, there was the campfire going. My husband cooked us some meals. Uh, we were way later. They had sent out right. a search party, a little search party, <laughs> our friend Jen. Yeah. <laughs> we met them on the road coming back. She was like, uh, where have you guys been? Right. Um, gave them a little scare and then uh, got to sit around campfire, got to eat. And then I went and changed clothes 
got into my new adventure van <laughs> mm-hmm. and went to sleep uh, next to the creek and it was heaven. So it was, yeah. it was a great day. So I, I drove home from there after eating with everyone at the campfire. Mm-hmm. It's a, it was maybe like a two hour, 10 minute drive Okay. on the way home. And this is just how it happens to me. Okay. It happens to me all the time. Um, I tell this story over and over again, but it, this always happens to me for different reasons, but I'm, I'm driving and, uh, there's no one on the road and I get pulled over by a police officer and he comes up to the, the vehicle. So I get ready for him and stuff and starts talking with me. And he's like, man, your headlights are so bright. And I was like, oh no, was I driving like with the bright lights? And then we looked, we, we looked and I wasn't. You know, okay. and so I was and he goes, my God, those are bright and uh, no one do this. But I've got like six thousand Kelvin, you know, four thousand lumen headlamps. They're they're just way <laughs> too freaking bright. And and the bright lights are even brighter than that. And I, yeah. I rigged it. Um, don't do what I do, but I rigged it where the brights and the regular ones burn at the same time. So you get like quadruple so blinding everybody. <laughs> well, I wasn't driving like that. I just had the regular ones, but the low beams yeah. are like serious. Right. So I thought I'm done for. I'm going to get like this huge ticket for having like illegally bright headlights. And he talks with me for like half an hour. I'm, I'm sitting there like. Wait, is this know? after our run? Yeah, it was like one oh thirty in the morning, maybe 2, 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, I won't mention I won't mention his name, but okay. we're, we're friends now. Okay. And <laughs> I said, dude, my wallet's in the back in my running pack. He's like, you're a runner. I was like, yeah. And I was like, I, so I told him, man, we were up in the Sitico Creek wilderness area. He didn't yeah. know where that was, but he lives on lookout mountain. He's, he goes all over Cloudland Canyon everywhere up okay. there. And he runs some sections of the Cumberland trail where sim- short, close to where he pulled me over at. Yeah. And, and we talked about the state forest opening up. We talked about which trails are open, oh which my ones gosh, he likes how doing. Funny. I, I don't think I was doing anything wrong. <laughs> okay, so, but, <laughs> but you know that time at night. Um, well, yeah, maybe it was suspicious. He was pulling yeah. over to make sure everything was legit. That's funny. He's probably like, "Sir, why do you smell so rank?" <laughs> Yeah, why do I smell smell so nasty? (laughs) Like you've been running through the woods all day. (laughs) We hung out for like half an hour. Oh my God, that's hilarious. (laughs) That is, I didn't know that. That is so Mm -hmm. funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I passed out and it was, I woke up the next day. My legs are sore, but I felt so good. Did you feel good the next day? Like I felt so good. So (laughs) parts of me felt good. Other parts of me did not. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it took it took me about a day and a half before I could walk regular. Oh, no. And um, my knee. Uh, so, oh, well, that's right. I forgot. Now, you want to tell the story? Go ahead. Feeling so rough. So all I know is I'm running in front because I was sitting and here navigating. We were, we were running good, <laughs> we were though, booking. For, for about, um, I want to say the first 12 to 14 miles our run walk pace was really good and we were really making good time and, and we ran the majority of it. And when we were, I don't know what we were doing. We were descending, but it was a nice shallow descent. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. We were Mm -mm. descending. It was shallow. Like you said. And then all I know is you were behind me and I heard, (laughs) I tumbled, you know, he tumbled like a tumbleweed. I mean, I saw, no, he hit, it wasn't just a fall. 
he hit, rolled, somersaulted, and like almost slid down the mountain. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh my God, what just happened? I know. He, yeah, it was like a legit, like, I don't know how to explain it. Not a not a true fall. It was a fall, tumble, somersault, roll, mm-hmm. slide. Okay. And somewhere in that, you busted up your knee and your rib cage. It knocked the oh, yeah. wind out of you. You were you were beat up. Yeah. Yeah. I took pictures of my face where it like bounced <laughs> off the ground because <laughs> I sure it's okay. Yeah. Am I still going to be a teen model? I Am had to I make still sure. Still going to be beautiful. <laughs> <in my face. laughs> I didn't know. What was, and I had like a mark on the bridge of my nose. Uh-huh. And I didn't think anything of it. And it's where my glasses were, my, my gooders. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite gooder glasses. And so um, if anyone's up there, you can have them. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> oh man. But yeah, that, that was a legit tumble. And I was a little nervous because of course, you know, any fall hurts, um, but it like had knocked the wind out of you yeah, and it did. your diaphragm and your ribs were hurting and we still had a ways to go and climbing and, so yeah, I was like, I was worried. I was thinking, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> maybe I just have to leave Bud here and every man for himself. <laughs> Take my extra uh, water and go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, give me all your gear. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but but you you made it out. You I made it out. out. Yeah, you did. But yeah, I was worried about you, and uh, it really did knock the wind out of you for real. So yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it it was good. We got back to camp. Avi, you know, he likes to give hugs oh, and stuff. Hug. And I was like, I was like, be really <laughs> careful. Be careful. I'm hurt. Yes, I have a son who loves to hug everybody. He's my son with special needs. And yeah, he likes to give bear hugs. So sorry about that. We're crushing your hurt ribs. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was so funny. My kids had waited up. It was late when mm. we got back. And they were like, Mom, we were so worried about you. What happened? You know, uh, it was funny because they were kind of, they were just excited to see me, but yeah, wondering why it took so long. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something, because I'm usually the guy who's having to pee about every two hours in the woods. And that's a a sure sign of dehydration is you're not going to the bathroom. And I think I I was the same. I peed at 11 a.m. and that was it the rest of the day. That was the same for me, but and that I don't know what it is because I'm usually right on top of hydration, mm-hmm. and we were drinking. I don't know if our bodies are just not acclimated because it was like the first warm, really warm sunny yeah. day, and we were running yeah. mountains. But I was the same. I got so dehydrated, and that's unusual mm-hmm. for me. Um, and, and at the end, I could feel it. Like I, I was feeling rough by the end, you yeah. know. Um, and. I got queasy afterwards. I mm. always know that if I'm queasy after a really long effort, I got dehydrated or low on calories. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was interesting because it was the same for me, and I really I'm not sure what was so I that. I drank like a coke, half a gallon of water, ate yeah. two fajitas, and then yeah. when I when I had got home and weighed myself, I I had lost eight pounds. Wow. So it was all that's, water. Yeah. It was all water. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like over a gallon of water. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of the same way. And, you know, I'm, I'm like you, I usually stay on top of hydration. So that was unusual and I'm not sure what that was about. Maybe, um, I don't know. It was really odd. Yeah. I don't know. I've not had that problem lately. So yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It was a weird day for some reason. It was a good day though. 
It was. Yeah. It was a good day. And so here's here's the deal. If you, meaning people who are listening, want to plan some kind of venture run, because let's face it, no matter what your stance is on, on global things right now, um, people are looking to get further out. So us trail runners who usually run at parks or crowded places, maybe looking to get a further further out. Yep. Um, I am a big fan of the backcountry. That's always been my favorite places to camp and backpack, hike and run. Uh, I'm I'm just a fan of being out in the wilderness areas as opposed to parks. So that that's something I've always been drawn to. Um, so I think if people are looking like, okay, so I want to go find something that's a little bit different than what I'm used to, a little bit more in the wilderness or forestry mm-hmm. service area, not a park. Um, I think good places to start are perusing things like the Trail Run Project app. So the Trail mm. Run Project app doesn't have everything. I, I, I think the way it works is that somebody has to import that data. So if nobody's you know, run that route and then imported it into Trail Run Project app, it's not going to have that information. Or they can, or they can record it live while they're doing yes, it. Yes, yes. it'll store it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's worth perusing. So the Trail Run Project app, has pros and cons pros uh it's free totally free uh you download the maps and you can use it offline to navigate those are great pros the cons are it doesn't have all the trail systems and everything so you know maybe what you're looking for is not even there but it's definitely worth uh uh-huh and the other part is as freeware or shareware people are putting their own trail maps on there Yes. So you're relying upon the accuracy of what someone writes. Right. So you so, have to, you know. when they say step one through 10, these are the turns you take and they're telling you yeah. landmarks, they may have it wrong. That's it's not, not the, that's right. Even if they know it by heart, they may have, they may have wrote it wrong yeah. and they may yeah. have something totally flip-flopped. And so that's right. Uh, take, take what they say with a grain of salt. You still have to have mm-hmm. some intelligence about you. And right. I know. I know when I'm on the trail, I don't have a lot of intelligence. Yeah, I'm, I need. You know, I need the data. I, I yeah. need all and the so help the I can pros, get. Right. So the pros of Trail Run Project are good, uh, but like Bud said, you're depending on other people's importing of data, so that's a definite con. Other apps you can look at or websites. Again, Trail Run Project's an app, but they also it's a website as well. Also, all trails. So all trails, uh, you can peruse uh, now to get all the features. You have to pay. But you can still go pull up the website and look for trails. So I encourage you. There, there's there, and that one's a good one. I know, Bud, you use it. I know my mm-hmm. husband uses all trails. And so if you're looking, like you have a general area in mind, or you want to look like, hey, within two hours of me, or there's some mountains and trails. So it's a good place to start. If you're like, where in the world do I start mm-hmm. looking for the, kind of an outside, you know, the, the park lines um, kind of adventure run? I think those are good places. And then, you know, you can research past that, uh, you know, seeing what trail reports you can find. And so, for instance, this run that we were going to do, um, everything I read kept stressing that the back 12 miles were gnarly. Mm-hmm. unmarked 
unmaintained, hard to navigate, hard to run. And so I kind of took it with a grain of salt, but boy, they were right. (laughs) They should have put a little bit more emphasis on those things. In fact, like underline and bolded. uh, So other than absolutely 100% was true. (laughs) So other than where I bonked my knee when I fell, all my Mm -hmm. scrapes are like from the knee down. Yeah. Okay. All the thorns and everything else. (laughs) So my question is, do they make something that can, well, maybe tall socks would do it. Compression socks. Com- yeah, yeah like compression the, yeah. socks. I think that's why people wear them in places yeah. like where we run. I'm not a fan of compression socks. I'm just going to say it. I'm not a fan, okay? And I've tried them. I have a couple pairs. Some people swear by them. However, I do see a situation like this. Like if we're going bushwhacking oh, yeah. again, I will definitely wear mm-hmm. Socks because yeah, you know, after a few hours of thorns scraping over the same scrapes, you already You've had have. enough. You've had enough. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. So I definitely see that there's an advantage to wearing compression, like knee mm-hmm. high compression socks when you're bushwhacking. Otherwise I wouldn't. Um, you know, I don't know. I probably won't in the future though. I say I will, but probably not. They're hot, you know. I get yeah, hot in those things. I know. But, During the winter, I could, but uh, I don't know. So, so. Uh, we, al- we also had probably four or five big creek crossings. Yeah. And, yeah. and, some, and one of some them, of them was were pretty big. big. Pretty yeah, big. one was some swift yeah. swift water. The water was high enough where you kind of, you need to be careful. If you take the tumble, you're going to be yeah. washed downstream. And, w- and one of them was about 30 feet wide. So you had to yes, go quite a way. Yes, it's a river crossing Um, and so if it was any higher water that would be something you need to check out for i think for a lot of these runs that cross rivers you know there may be time when the water is too high and too dangerous to cross safely um we got lucky because any higher would have been kind of dangerous but it was it was fine um for us Mm -hmm. we were able to navigate it and it was fine right Uh, but i definitely see that as a potential so things you just need to look out for Mm -hmm. when you're doing adventure runs Check the trail reports, <clears throat> excuse me, that you can find. Check water crossings because um, a lot of times that's going to be your limiting factor. Uh, for us right now, checking to see if trails are even open. Is it legal? Mm-hmm. And these trails we right. were on were absolutely open and it was fine to yep. be on. Um, but just checking all of that uh, beforehand is so important. Having ways to filter your water. Bringing a safety kit that involves, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, a blanket, a safety blanket and fire starter, extra food. If you have a GPS location beacon device, uh, that's something we've talked about Mm -hmm. a lot um, that I think I am going to purchase the little InReach by Garmin mini, the mini InReach. That's the one we use for SCAR, right? We borrowed one. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, keep talking about it. I see how nice it would be to have one on things like what mm-hmm. we did um you know yeah because and uh, you know honestly i want to keep doing these things and getting a little bit further out in the wilderness and a little bit longer and so it's like now's the time to build the skills to build the kit to build everything i would need mm-hmm. to be safe in the backcountry and I have to say that I was really disappointed that everywhere through the back half of this run 
there were bear preserve signs and I didn't see a single bear. I heard some. I think we heard I did. some growling. I heard some yeah. growls. <laughs> but I but, really wanted to get a picture of one. So. But, and, you know, bears should hear you before you hear them. That's right. They should and run they, off. They should run off. That's their correct behavior. And so during that's daylight true. hours, they're, they're going to split before you show yeah, up. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so no pictures of bears, maybe one of these days. We also um, found a place to take a plunge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So some of my girlfriends, the MILF mates, uh, if you've listened to the podcast, they signed up for a virtual run and plunge mm-hmm. back home where you run a 5K and then you plunge into the river. So I said, OK, I'm, I'm going out into the wilderness to run, you know, this weekend. Uh, but I'll find some place to plunge. So we got to a mountaintop <clears> and we found a creek yep. and uh, we plunged. It was a little mini plunge because it wasn't too deep <laughs> where we were, but we plunged. I couldn't get my ass to go down, <laughs> 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 but I plunged. Uh, it was really cold water at the top Very of that cold. mountain. Oh, it's so cold. But yeah, we plunged. It was like a mini plunge. Felt good. Uh, yeah, so that was good. It's always good to take a plunge in a mountain a, creek. You know, it was know. so hot. I, <laughs> I totally dried off within an hour. You know, oh, it didn't yeah. Take long at all. Yeah, it felt good. Yeah, I was looking for another plunge there at the end when we were getting oh, yeah. hot. I was like, oh, I wish I had a plunge. But yeah, uh, so it was a fun, fun, fun trip. Uh, definitely ready and already planning the next one. Uh, like where can we go to kind of mm-hmm. backcountry camp and run and hike and play. And, mm-hmm. uh, I love it when my family comes along and so I'm, you know, they get to do some fun stuff and, uh, yeah, I'm just, oh, I can't wait. So we, we did, this was the maiden voyage for our adventure van that we're, we bought a van mm-hmm. and we're converting it to an adventure van. Uh, it's not there yet, but we got to take that and sleep in that. That was cool. Um, so yeah, just all around good. All around good. That's good. Um, you had another topic you wanted to talk about. Was it women in the wilderness or what was Yeah, it? you know, um, so before I was a trail runner, before I ever ran anything, uh, I was a hiker and backpacker. I've always loved the trail. And, um, you know, when I got into trail running, I kept seeing, and I still see a lot of women who are like, I'm scared to run trails alone, which mm-hmm. always struck me as odd because you have to remember, I came from the trail world into trail running. I wasn't a runner or non-trail person entering trail running. And so it was this really odd mm-hmm. concept of like, I was confused, like, oh, people are, you know, a little hesitant to get on the trail by themselves. And so I quickly learned that there really is this big... um I don't know how to say this kind of like this big hesitation for women to venture out into the backcountry, um, or even into trails in, you know, marked safe, let's say trails in a state park or national park that there's some big hesitation hitting those alone. And so, you know, I enjoy running with you, bud. It is so great, but 99.9% of my running is alone on trails. And, um, you know, for me coming from a trail background, that's my safe place. That's kind of like my sanctuary. So 
to me, going to the trails is a relief in a sanctuary, in a refuge. Um, and so I see, though, how there's this, there's this huge kind of cloud that hangs over women trail runners who are a little uneasy about being on trails by themselves. And then especially in the backcountry, I don't see a lot of women like, hey, let's go plan a backcountry run. Um, and so I think, how can we change this? Like, obviously, whenever you do anything, uh, there's risk. You know, there's risk if you plan to run down the road, there's risks, uh, you know. And so I guess maybe it's just always been a general trend that women grow up hearing, you know, you shouldn't be alone on trails and you certainly shouldn't be alone in the backcountry or, you know. Um, and, and so I think there's some of that that gets ingrained and just some uneasiness about the unknown for women who've not spent time on trails. Um, and so I've just done a lot of thinking lately, like how do we overcome this as women and how can I encourage other women to go out and plan a backcountry run, you know, and feel okay with it and invite friends. And I don't, I don't really know the answer. I don't know. And so I will say that like this run was good for me because I was like, bud, and you're my adventure buddy, so you know I'm always going to call you up and be like, hey, yep. let's go do this adventure. Um, but I came to you and saying, hey, this is what I want to run, yeah. and I'm going to so get all the info, go, and then we go. The, this is how the adventure buddy goes. It's uh, <laughs> How's that meme go? It's like, man, that's a really bad idea. When are we going? That's right. What time? What time? <laughs> what we'll time? Leave it? <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's like, that sounds like a terrible idea. I'm in. I'm you in. know, <laughs> and so... Yeah, I was like, hey, I want to run this. But it's like, yeah, it sounds awesome. Okay. And so, you know, I gather detail. I find out, you know, where are we going to mm-hmm. camp? Jim and I kind of decided. And then I, you know, I, I said, I'll navigate, bud. And so, of course, there's some doubt and like, yeah, we get turned around. But I think it's really important for women to have those experiences where they learn to navigate. They learn to feel comfortable in the trail. They learn to feel comfortable with wildlife. And so I guess I'm... I don't know. How do, how do we translate that to the women's trail running community? Um, and so I don't know, I don't really have the answers, uh, but it's something I'm going to think about. (laughs) I don't, I don't know from the perspective that, that you have, but, um, I have kind of a perspective for the whole audience and I kind of feel like, um, anybody doesn't matter they're a man or a woman, I think they need to, they need to plan and they need to study what they're doing and don't just venture off. Like this is not an amusement park ride. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's no safety net out here. (laughs) And so bears, (laughs) right. And lots and lots of land to get lost on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, maybe I could speak to the men. Uh, there is nobody strong enough or powerful enough or smart enough to deal with the backcountry that by yourself or in the event of an emergency um your ankle breaks or you have an injury you're fucked that's all there is to it yeah the the bigger you are the harder you are to haul out of that (laughs) that is absolutely right you're absolutely right i'm not joking and it and if yeah if a big guy goes out there and gets hurt and the next hiker that comes by is one of these, you know, nice, uh, 
elderly ladies we saw, they're mm. not going to carry him out. No. There's no way. They yeah. they can they can give him a Snickers bar and tell him that they'll tell the park ranger in about eight hours. And yeah. that's all that that's all. He's yeah, doing. you're going to be there for a long time. Right. And, you know, and even like when you took your tumble, it makes me think it is so worth it to have a GPS beacon yeah. so that at least you can get word out and they'll know your location. Now, you're still going to be there a while. Like you're going to be there. <laughs> this is not they're not. If you get in. hurt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you're hurt, you're going to be there for a while. So you need to have provisions. But absolutely. You I just this GPS speaking. Mm -hmm. So at least uh, that you can quickly alert people that something's wrong in your GPS location. Now, that could still translate into a very long process mm -hmm. to get you out of the woods. But at least just they know Everyone knows where you are. Um, and so I really, I think that's my next priority. And you saying that, you know, even kind of hits on that, like all the more reason uh, to have a device that's capable of being a GPS beacon like that. I think you can text from those too. You can, you can send yeah. limited types of messages so you can be like, you know, hurt, lost, whatever. And right. it, or, it pings your you know, location if you need uh, yeah. a Domino's pizza or yeah. a... <laughs> <laughs> I need a pizza at the stat, you know, make sure you bring some beer too. Uh, yeah. You know, and so like, like what I would have done Saturday when we did this run, once I saw, you know, we knew we were going to be after dark. Like we, we could right. tell, we could judge. We've been on the trail long enough and know us. Uh, the point where I realized that we were, making it so slow through those ridges and, and bushwhacking, I would have pinged Jim and been like, Hey, it's going to be after dark. Don't freak out. Mm -hmm. It's going to, you know, it's going to be a while, uh, but we're good. And so uh, just being able to, to get word out, even on scar, right. we had the same issue on right. scar because it took us longer and we couldn't get word out till later. Just like getting people that are looking for you uh, the okay, like we're okay. And if you don't have people who are, checking on in, in on you you should like if you're going out in the back country i don't oh, care yeah. if you're single divorced whatever call your mama and say if i'm not back you know by the next yeah. day something's wrong and the, so the other thing you can do um I, I always do this i always write a note on a piece of paper and stick it in my car window oh, and it's that's got, a great idea says who i am what i'm doing when i think i'm going to be back yeah and that's a great idea. emergency numbers whatever yeah. And, and you put it there and then, uh, you know, I don't know that anyone cares, but you know, five days later, the park ranger <laughs> sees it and he's like, well, that idiot's oh. been gone for four days. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. But yeah, just giving word, you know, just things that I probably wouldn't do for some other run. But if I'm going out in the wilderness where there's mm -hmm. a chance that I could be wandering around in the woods for several days lost yeah. uh definitely you know definitely um want somebody to be like hey I haven't seen Lauren in a few days mm -hmm. yeah so uh, getting back to your question how do we get more people to take on something like that or more women to get interested yeah in I or feel comfortable doing it I think that's the most important word is comfortable I think yeah. people people need to take things on at the pace that they are comfortable doing it. Yeah, and that's, that's true. My feeling, and I, I think you kind of mentioned this a little bit Saturday, although my mind is kind of fuzzy, but the, the type people you invite to go places with you, 
I think that trains them and teaches them that they're capable of doing that on their own. Once they've gone mm-hmm. and done something with an experienced person, then yeah, they, they build true. the confidence to do it on their own. And so yeah. uh, I definitely um, would not recommend someone doing something by themselves for the first time oh, and bi- right. biting off more than they can chew. Uh, I think they yeah. should uh, somehow find someone more experienced to hang out with for a little yeah. bit and yeah, it, sure. to, to help mentor them or ask questions. And I think from the trail running community, you're probably looking at a very, very slim, uh, th- there's not going to be a whole lot of people who are in that, but in the hiking community, there's going to be a lot. And yeah. so probably what you're able to do is get in with a group of hikers who are very experienced at the backcountry. And you'll have plenty of, you know, wholesome individuals to choose from. And, and, and then you can hike places and then you can learn to trail run them. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point that I, I kind of didn't put two and two together. There's 10 times as many hikers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that perhaps if there's like women listening and they're like, I kind of want to take that to the next level. I'm tired of running my local park. I want to plan some excursion runs in more wilderness type areas. Go backpacking first. Like if you've never backpacked, I think that's really important. Um, Just you're right to gain the skills. You're going at a slower pace. You're learning more and experiencing more. So I think that would be a really great place to start is take you know learn learn what it means Mm -hmm. to to do a backpacking trip to be um you know self-reliant learn some a little bit of navigation uh learn kind of just tips and techniques and i think that obviously will spill over into the type of running we enjoy which is like this who knows what's going to happen like in scar you know i mean knowledge of the backcountry and of how the at works very helpful you know mm-hmm. because we're there um and we were there overnight and even though we weren't technically sleeping you know at a shelter and so i think that is for anyone man woman whoever uh who is looking to get a little bit further out and a little bit um off the beaten trail so to speak uh, um yeah, maybe maybe look into sharpening backpacking skills, right. doing some little section hikes, and then incorporating what you learn into your your trail running. Yeah, for yeah, sure. and I think um, all those little things that you need to look at as far as um, safety equipment. So maybe you need your little first aid kit. You need your uh-huh. uh, big cigarette lighter in case you've got to start a fire. Yeah, you, you always have to have emergency stuff. And yeah. I think um, personal safety stuff, you know, uh, you, you may need a pocket knife for safety, yeah. but also for utility. That's like the most important mm-hmm. thing is for utility. Um, I don't know what anyone else likes, whether it's mace or whatever, but yeah. I would carry something that, that you can use for protection. Yeah, and, I always... And mace may work against a bear. I don't know. That's what I was getting ready to say. You know, I always carry like a, a type of pepper spray and it's not really more... It's more for animals than for people uh because i've always thought the worst case scenario you have something charging you if you spray that in their general direction they're not gonna be enticed by the scent um and so whether or not it would really work (laughs) who knows i don't want to find out (laughs) no 
So I do carry that just for it's an all purpose kind of thing. I carry a knife, I carry pepper spray. Uh, I stayed kit or a little survival kit. And I decided mm. that after this run, anytime we run somewhere in the wilderness backcountry, I will definitely 100% always have a kit with me um, from now on. Even if it's like, hey, let's just go to do this 10 miles. I'm going to carry it if it's backcountry. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had um, our, I had a medical yeah, kit. You, and, yeah. And so. I didn't, and which was stupid. And so just little things like that, like, mm-hmm. duh, Lauren, hello. Um, it's just good for me to even step back and be like, come on, this is, this is it's better to be prepared. And, you know, um, so yeah. So I think those are all good points. Just thinking ahead and being, you know, having experiencing backpacking will teach you all those things that you do need so that you can learn to minimize those mm-hmm. uh, and bring what you need for trail running. Cause obviously we're not going to go out there and trail run with a, huge backpack right you can't do it with stuff yeah so the it becomes a little bit of an art form of what what are the necessities i need in an emergency or you know for whatever uh and how can i pare that down you know right Um, which was also you know my thinking on the um i had a two liter bladder in my pack and Uh i I only had like one liter of water in it because i didn't want it to be heavy Uh and so you know we we filled up at one spot i know i didn't fill it all the way up yeah and then i, and then I ran out later and then yeah. I, yeah. I was hitting myself thinking man i should have filled it all the way up but it would have exactly. been heavier right right yeah exactly mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of having that judgment too <clears throat> like you were aware like you know i don't want it to be heavy but then you know what if i run out and so it is it's almost like it's always you're always judging mm-hmm. I feel like when you're in the wilderness, whether you're backpacking or, or trying to do a run, you're always making judgment calls. Um, you know, how much water, how much provisions do I use this spring or go on to the next? Uh, you know, if this is a wrong turn, what am I going to do? If it's not daylight when I get off the trail, is that going to be okay? So I think you're always like readjusting and judging and you just have to be prepared for all of it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's next, bud. I don't know. We've, we've so I have a, some ideas. <laughs> I have a small run I'm doing. Um, oh, what I, you doing? So it's called the Nature Calls, uh, Wild by Wild Trails. Oh yeah. And I'm just doing the 5K Sunday, okay. May 17th, I think. Okay. And, now is this uh, virtual or is no? It's real. It's, it's legit. Real. We're oh, social nice. distancing. We're at Lula Lake, and that's where it's happening. Oh, nice. Yep. Okay. Sunday so you're going to see real people and be like real world kind yeah, of. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. 10 feet apart or I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, wearing a, yeah. Wearing a mask or glass or I don't know. That's what we're doing. But, that's awesome. it, you know, it's it's something. And, yeah. and that's what we're doing. Um, that's awesome. Then the next scheduled thing is the. Uh, What's that one I'm doing with you in Nashville? Oh, yeah. I the, talked Bud into doing what's it uh, called? the Mid-State Mile. Mid-State Mile, up yeah. Here, yes. Near Nashville where I am. And it's a last man standing kind of event. Uh, Becca mm-hmm. Jones is putting that on at some property. And uh, it's like a one-mile loop. Mm-hmm. And you just keep going and <laughs> you can't yeah. go anymore. And uh, yeah. my only goal for that race is to have a good time and to just see how many miles I can get. What? I, I... 
what run did I meet her at? You were doing, and Jim and I uh, went somewhere in Foster Falls. Oh, uh, yeah, it's Fiery what? Gizzard. Yeah. Fiery Gizzard. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she went on the rescue mission to save oh, a guy. Yeah, Remember somebody that? got turned around. That's right. Yeah. yeah, somebody got turned around up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she's hosting that. That'll be fun because, it, you know, it's kind of just a, a time for everybody to be together. You're kind of there at a one-mile loop. Uh, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, Mobile. You know how you it's like yep. a loop and everybody's there. So that'll be mm-hmm. fun. And then, let's see, what else we got going on? So don't let me give up after 12 <laughs> miles, okay? I need but it's to like go at least. 12 miles, I'm going to sit and drink some beer right. <laughs> and watch I, everybody. It's so I, tempting. I know. I need to go at least 24, 25, 30 miles, something yeah. like that. Yeah. How many are you doing? I'm going to go till I absolutely cannot go anymore. Like if I'm having a good so day, I'm going to push myself. It's three miles in an hour, right? Yeah, so then, three miles an hour. So I'll do 10 hours. And okay. w- what is a 50K? 11 hours at that What's, pace? Uh, let's 30, see, 31 and 30 a half? 30 something miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Do 12 hours. I can do a 12 hour day. Yeah, then, I want to see how far. I mean, I would be really happy to do yeah. over 50 miles. So I don't well, know. Well, I'd love for you to do that. I'm going to do 30 and I'm wa- I'll watch the rest. Yeah, I may <laughs> curl up in a ball and just decide to go to sleep instead. I don't know. <laughs> so I've got I've got my little shower rinse kit and all that. I'll be all cleaned yeah. up. I'll be yeah. eating food, <laughs> sitting in a chair, and I'll be watching people coming in. slippers on. And yeah. like clapping. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I would like to do a lot of miles there. Uh, You know, I still have the No Business 100 coming up. Oh, and Bud, I signed up for the Caney Fork. The Caney Fork 40 miler. Is it still August? Yeah, I signed up. So get on it. The 40 miler? (laughs) The 40? Yeah. Aw. Because, you know why, uh, in October, I'm doing the No Business 100, and i got to cross that finish line. What, so I what figured, day is it? What I think it's like it the all? very end of August. Okay, I might be able to do that then. Okay, well, I've I'm got, doing it. I'm using I've it as a training serious, room. I've got blacksmith stuff the first week uh, of August, uh-huh. and okay. I've got like bladesmith stuff the first week of August, so I've got to do oh, okay. like... I've got my arts and crafts, okay? He's got to use <laughs> arts and crafts on people. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the end of August, and it's perfect because I can do my 40-miler then. Um, that'll give me a nice, good, long run as I prepare yeah. for the No Business 100 in October, mid-October. Okay. So, yeah. yep, that's all I've got. So, the, the Mid-State so if, Mile, uh, Caney Fork, and the No Business. Can I throw a plug out there? Sure. Okay, so the Appalachian area chapter of blacksmiths, um, uh-huh. I'm the former president of that organization. We have a conference in Murfreesboro, and it's going to be July 31st, I believe. Okay. And and it's it goes through that weekend, like a Thursday through a Sunday or something. And where at in Murfreesboro? So this is at the Cannonsburg Village, if you've ever been there. Okay, I have not. Okay. It's Cannonsburg Pioneer Village or something. And they've okay. got all these little buildings there and we rent the whole okay. thing. Gotcha. Blacksmith conference. So if you okay. like Forged in Fire, if you like blacksmithing, um, yeah. If you like handsome people, that's where we're going to be at. So. <laughs> you want to see Bud weld some metal? Yeah. yeah no, I'm going to bring my so family. I will, we'll come. 
I will forge weld something for you if you come. So okay, all right, yeah. it's a, it's a deal. I'll be there. That's what I will do. All right. Yep. That's uh, my kids will love that too, especially Forged. He's like really into that show, um, mm -hmm. Forged in the Fire, whatever the night yeah, is, where yeah, they have yeah. to make all the different things. Yeah, he loves that. So he will be like all about it. Um, so yeah, that'll be good. Definitely come for that. Awesome, Excellent. bud. Okay, so what else should we talk about? I'm gonna wrap my. I don't have a lot of battery left, as we know. My phone is always continually letting me mm. down. <laughs> So any last things we should cover before we wrap up? What do you, think? you know, I don't know. I, I wore the topos all day and they Did worked you? great. Felt great. No blisters. Um, yeah, they, yeah. They're That's wearing good. in really well. I would say at good. this point, I probably have 75 to 85 miles on them. And, and they're they look, they're perfect. There is nothing wrong with them whatsoever. Nice. The laces are gray. They're not yellow. So oh, still, he replaced the laces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still a it's still a red shoe. It is very it has, red, yes. And it has gray laces. Yeah, yeah. So, it's but they like, do you right, and that's what matters. Yeah. They do me that's right. They feel yeah. wonderful. Oh my god, that's they, good. You know, I'm and they're so grippy. Tempted. Oh, they're so grippy. Hmm. Well, yeah, that was a know, great trail. Did, do yeah. your thing. I I've got. I do my thing. You do your thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I tell you, I realized that it's time for new trail shoes for me. Uh, when I was on the trail, I ended up with this weird bruising on the side of my foot. It doesn't hurt, but I've never had that before. Very odd. I don't know if I hit my foot on mm -hmm. something or if it's my shoe. I, I think it's time for new shoes. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll figure it out. I, I think we, we, we climbed a tree and uh, you also stood up on a boulder. I did. So maybe I hit my foot on something. I don't, I don't know. know. Who knows? There's no telling. <laughs> a lot happened on that day. <laughs> it did. It did. Oh, but it was a good one. It was a good one. So I don't know. So if people have questions or need help planning runs, we're no experts nope. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but we have a little bit of experience and, and a lot of dumb luck. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I we think, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to puss out and I knew I wasn't going to give yeah. up, you know. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was, um, we had to keep going. There's no, yeah. there's no bailout. There's no safety net. You have right, no, right. You have no choice. There's no turning in a bib at an aid mm -hmm. station kind of. <laughs> right. When, you, when you're at, you know, mile 24 and there's a mile and a half to go and you wish <laughs> this was just a 15 mile run, you know, That's it's right. not. <laughs> nope. You just want to be back and eat some food. Yeah. Uh, well, we do yeah. kind of have some more adventure stuff coming up. It's oh, still yeah. is it's in the works. I don't know everything about it. You're planning it all, so I have no idea. Oh yeah. So I mentioned a bud. Uh, I mentioned with my husband about heading up to the Obed River. Uh, there's a section of Cumberland Trail that goes through the Obed River. There's a boulder field. My kids love to go bouldering. I've got some crash pads. Uh, my husband can paddle creeks if they're running around there. Um, so I was kind of thinking maybe a little weekend adventure to the Obed sometime soon, just yeah. so that we can kind of boulder run the Cumberland trail hubs can maybe get some kayaking in, uh, and we'd even looked at going up to Watauga near the Appalachian trail. And so East I Tennessee. could see, so I could not uh -huh. catch fish. 
That's what so you could not catch fish. That's, that's right. right. You can stand with a pole like us and not catch fish unless your name is Jim. And you can show everybody up. <laughs> so I don't go fishing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So there's some things in the works. Uh, so the next one. Yeah, we got to get on it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready to do it every weekend. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, I've been doing something lately. I've been posting some videos of it, but I'm. I'm doing more downhill skateboarding than I've ever done uh-huh. in my life. And I've actually hit over 27 miles an hour. I know that's not very really? fast. You know, some guys are going 65, 70 miles an wow. hour. Uh, okay. I had no but, idea. <laughs> yeah. So I did something called the, uh, Bigfoot social distancing 5k. That. Right. And it was on a skateboard, right? I did the skateboard version. That's awesome. Um, other friends of mine did the roller skate version. I am okay. not, I'm learning to roller skate. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying. Uh, I know I've been slacking off. I always slack off <laughs> on stuff, but they had a, a bicycling one, a running one, whatever. It was a virtual okay. race. The t-shirt looked awesome. So I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it for the t-shirt. I'm in, <laughs> I'm, in. I'm sold. Um, I'm still waiting on that t-shirt, by the way. I don't, I don't know when it's coming. But uh, I did the skateboard version and I basically just um, did my running watch and started it. And I skated all around up and down these hills and stuff. And I'm actually getting more comfortable going super fast. And yeah, that would scare me to death. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I remember years ago as a kid, I would get speed wobbles. And, you know, that was right. That's right before you crash. And now as an adult with like engineering experience and stuff. I understand better. It's like the, the, <laughs> he's computing in his head. Yes, <laughs> I know how the trucks work. I know the yeah. angles and why they turn the way they do, and why speed wobbles happen, That's and why funny. certain certain trucks don't do that. And so it's not just cranking them down and getting them tight. Um, some trucks are prone to speed wobbles just mm-hmm. because the way the bushings are in there. They they're machined sloppy. And they've got uh-huh. play in them. So s- speed wobbles are happening because the, the truck is wiggling and not because you're, you're flexing. Okay? okay. But this thing's, this thing's like jiggling because it has some play in it, you know? Yeah. So know. if you see somebody whizzing by on a skateboard <laughs> yeah. wearing trail running clothing, it's Bud Lamonica. <laughs> Watch out, salt, world. Salt and pepper beard. Here he comes. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a Yeti shirt. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, har- man. I would I kill har- myself. It says, <laughs> I hardcore you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's oh, Bud. Bud is the jack of all trades here. <laughs> I know. Renaissance man. Awesome, yeah. Bud. Okay, my phone's about to call it quits. And okay. I'm waiting on my kiddo. He's here at a practice. And, uh, that's awesome. And you know what? Uh, coming what? up soon, we've got somebody to interview for our next podcast that I'm really excited. Oh, cool. I think I talked to you about this on our run. So we'll be coming out with another podcast soon. And it'll be super fun to have like a third person, you know, talking are, <laughs> in case are people you are able tired to, of us. Are you able to remind me who that is? Yeah. So that her name is Adria. And uh, I met her. I ran a Chattanooga 100 relay with her. She's up here in Nashville, lady trail runner. 
Um, and she's awesome. She's so fun to talk with and she's going to talk about her journey, um, through some injuries and getting back into trail running. So she's going to be a fun one to talk with. So we'll talk with her soon. Um, but yeah. Okay. Until then we're going to plan some more adventures, I guess. (laughs) All right. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. Good night, bud. Bye.